0: Greetings from Austin, Texas, and welcome to Leadership Subject Matters, podcasts with leadership subjects that matter. Hi, I'm Terry Kaler, your leadership coach and host of the show. This is episode number 15, and today's topic is how to create effective development action plans. The secret to creating effective development action plans is to leverage proven methods to develop skills that last. Research shows us that there are specific ways to maximize learning and development. In this podcast, I will discuss three different methods you should consider using to develop the skills needed to close the gaps and realize your career ambitions. As a reminder, you can find the written version of this podcast on my website at tkaylor.com. There, you will also find additional material on leadership and personal development topics. You can subscribe to this show on all the popular podcasting directories to get a complete list of where to listen just visit my website and choose subscribe to podcasts from the menu bar let's get started professional development is a process that begins by creating a career plan identifying your gaps, and then crafting actions to close them. This process can be most effective by leveraging proven methods and tactics designed to deliver predictable results. I wrote an article a few years ago on career planning, and in that article, I provided a worksheet to help you with this process. In addition, I subsequently wrote an article on how to identify your gaps. In that article, I detailed three specific kinds of gaps experience, behavioral, and perception. I also recommended some tools and provided tips to help identify those gaps. I hope you were able to complete these critical steps. If you have not completed these steps, I encourage you to listen to those podcasts, create a career plan, and identify your gaps before moving forward with a development action process. If you have completed these gaps, Then it's time to turn your attention to create actions designed to further your development. This is where the hard work begins and where the efforts start to pay off. A while back, I had a conversation with one of the executives I coach about creating a development action plan. She did a great job of reflecting and deciding on her career path. She also did a great job of laying out her long-term goals and used the eight elements of effective career planning as a guide. She also had a discussion with executives along her career path to get their input on the requirements of those roles. Those meetings helped her validate her experience gaps and also the way forward. We also conducted an interview-based 360 with a dozen people that she works with and we leveraged the Hogan Leadership Forecast Series assessment to better understand her behavioral and perception gaps. She's now ready to create her development actions, and that was the purpose of our meeting. We discussed creating them using proven methods and models that maximize the learning and developmental process. So here are the three models that we discussed. First is the learning model. In 1996, the 70-20-10 learning model was made popular by researchers from the Center of Creative Leadership. For reference, these are the people who authored the Career Architect Development Planner. The model states that we learn and develop best when 70% of the activities come from challenging assignments, 20% from developmental relationships, and 10% from formal coursework, reading books, and attending training workshops. Although some critics point out that the model is outdated, I believe that it's still applicable and helpful for professional development. As you structure your action plan, it's important to focus your effort on activities that build muscle as opposed to just hearing or reading about it. If you compare your professional development to physical training, in the latter, you only build fitness and muscle by doing actual workouts. Talking to someone or reading about it may help you understand the techniques and perhaps serve as motivation, but the results will not materialize unless you do the work. The same applies to your professional development. The second one is the SMART method, S-M-A-R-T. This method was made popular by Peter Drucker in 1954 when he developed the Management Theory, We use this method to make sure a management objective was valid. We also use this model in the coaching world to make sure a development task is specific enough to accomplish, measurable so we know when we have succeeded, achievable, relevant to the area we are working on, and time-bound so we have a target completion date. Although some of the acronym words may have changed over time, the truth remains, if we follow it. We will more than likely develop the right skills. Combine the learning model and the SMART method to yield stronger, more meaningful actions. There is, in the words of Steve Jobs, one more thing, feedback. The last one is called the cycle of practice and feedback. Establishing goals and objectives only get us part of the way there. If we go back to the physical training example and we think about the role of a personal trainer, we quickly realize that the value the trainer adds is indispensable. The role a trainer plays is to provide us feedback, guidance, and encouragement so we develop properly. Without this guidance, we would likely be injured or fail in our quest for fitness. In the book, How Learning Works, Seven Research-Based Principles for Smart Teaching, the authors draw upon their research in psychology, education, and cognitive science to help us understand the primary learning principles. We can apply these principles in our developmental process. The model calls for us to set clear goals, use them to practice the skill we are trying to develop, assign people to observe us in action, and allow them to provide us constructive feedback. If we do so, then we have a much higher probability of successfully developing that skill. So, how do we use these models to put it all together? Let's go back to the conversation I had with my client. Once she decided on her career path, identified her gaps, and after we reviewed these three models, she can now begin to craft her development actions. One of her gaps and one of her top goals is to improve her proficiency with executive presentations. We discussed the specifics of her goals, and we also discussed how we could maximize her learning experience. We then decided on the following actions, each one with a completion date. Number one, read two books that I often prescribe for presentation skills and attend my workshop on executive presentations. Do so within the next 30 days. Number two, spend 30 minutes with me every other week for the next two months reviewing her learnings on this topic and discussing how to leverage them to deliver more effective presentations. Number three, twice monthly for the next three months, observe someone skilled at delivering effective presentations and discuss their approach with them following to gain their insights. Number four, Prepare and deliver one significant presentation monthly for the next six months with a skilled observer in the audience and obtain constructive feedback. We also decided to conduct a mini-survey in three or four months to a broader group to gauge progress. Let's break down these items and check them against the three models that we talked about earlier. First, the learning model. Item number one, reading books and attending a workshop fall into the 10% category. Items two and three, where she leverages learning from other people by observing them or discussing the topic, fall into the 20% category. The last item, where she delivers presentations and gets feedback, fall under the 70% category. Her learning experience would not be effective if she only adopted the first three. Next, the SMART method. We can also evaluate each of these actions to make sure they follow the model and are structured properly. Each of these four items is clear and specific. There is no doubt what she's committing to do. All of these items are measurable. The first three are binary and easy to determine success. She's going to read books, attend a workshop, shadow people, and talk to her coach. The last one is designed to quantitatively measure progress by deploying a mini-survey. All four of these items are deemed achievable by her within a specified timeframe. All four of these items are relevant to the skill she's trying to develop. And lastly, with target dates assigned, each of them is time-bound and should be completed by that date. Now that she has drafted her developmental actions, she will be meeting with her manager, her human resources representative, and her mentor. This will allow them to review her actions and sign off that she's on the right track. She will also use these meetings to get buy-in for the actions, especially those that require some advocacy or for those that require expense approval or time commitments. To create effective developmental actions, you should consider structuring them using a proven learning model, use proven goal structures, and include constructive feedback to measure progress along the way. If you do, you will create new skills and close your gaps more effectively. If you need assistance with this process, I have created a development worksheet. You can download it for free by visiting my website. I hope this podcast has been useful and that you will use some of these methods to create more substantive developmental actions. Drop me a note and let me know if this was helpful to you or if you need any assistance with the process. Now it's time for questions. As a reminder, you can submit questions through my website. Simply go to tkaylor.com and choose Ask Terry from the menu bar. Question number one. I know what I need to work on and I think I know how to close my gaps through development, but work keeps getting in the way. How can I develop skills when work keeps piling up? Good question and a question I get often from the people I coach. If you go back to the 70-20-10 model I just spoke about, the only time you need to invest time is in the 30%. Reading books, watching videos, listening to podcasts, and other academic activities can be done simultaneously with other activities. For example, listen to a book while exercising. Learning through others does require time and the benefit of doing so far outweighs many workplace activities. If you're still struggling to find time, then I recommend you look at your business management system and review where you're spending your time. I'm willing to bet money that you'll find some low value activities you can eliminate or you can delegate. In the end, investing in your development will help propel your career and help you achieve your life goals. Question number two. I've been working on my developmental actions for some time and I normally do well, but when I'm stressed, my bad habits come right back. What can I do about that? Another good question and a situation many of us will encounter during our career. Slipping back into old habits will happen from time to time. We're not perfect and this is part of the learning process. The remedy heavily depends on what you're working on. If it's something that impacts others, the recommendation is to come forward either in private or public, acknowledge the slip, apologize, and then ask for help going forward. Either way, Spend time in the morning setting goals for yourself, and then spend time at the end of the day reflecting on how you did. Then commit to make adjustments the following day and repeat the process. Question number three, how long should it take to complete developmental actions? Some developmental actions are binary. You either read a book or you didn't, you attend the conference or you didn't, etc. If the action relates to changing the behavior, then you will likely never complete it. You will get better over time, but it's likely to be with you to some degree, hopefully to a lesser degree, for your entire career. It's also likely to be something you'll always need to pay attention to. Remember that you can ask questions by visiting my website at tkaler.com and look for the Ask Terry option off the main menu. I'll be happy to answer any question you ask in an upcoming episode. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can find others like it and you can subscribe to these podcasts by visiting my website. Choose subscribe to podcasts from the main menu. You will see few options including iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Android. I would also be honored if you could write a review for this episode or the series on your favorite podcast subscriber site. It would help me out a lot and it will provide me the needed information from which to make adjustments. Once again, thank you for listening, and have a great day. You've been listening to Leadership Subject Matters, podcast with leadership subjects that matter.